Hello, and welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, developed by Omega Force, published by Koei Tecmo. And Caleb, how excited were you for this game when you heard about it? You know, I was actually really excited. I like the Warriors type games because this is very much for those who um, may have played them in the past, a Dynasty Warrior style game, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I remember playing Dynasty Warriors as far back as like the PS2. Um, and that's that was the premise of this game. But on top of it, it had took the Zelda universe, which I have always been a huge fan of. It is my favorite game franchise type storyline like i've played every single zelda game and so i was i was i was ecstatic yeah right and even more so because there is another hyrule warriors game and it its storyline is kind of like a little weird they created their own they basically were like hey we're gonna take this dynasty Warriors style game and throw it into the Zelda universe and then create its own little storyline for it and everything. And it was fun. It's fun to play the Zelda characters in that Dynasty Warriors style. But this one was even more interesting because it took the storyline of Breath of the Wild and the calamity that happens during that game a hundred years before that game takes place. Okay. And now you're playing through that. So I'm like, holy shit, not only do I get the warrior style game, but I actually get some backstory instead of some villager just saying, Hey, did you hear about the age of calamity <laughs> in breath of the wild? You know, which yeah. all of them asked me and all of them said, um, but now I actually get to live through that and kind of understand it better. So I was super excited about this game. Um, I felt like it was a great filler game for, the second breath of the wild that nintendo has said hey we're we're making we're making a sequel which is not a common thing for the zelda games there's very few of them that are actually sequels yeah to previous games in the zelda universe so i was like oh crap now we've got kind of almost like a trilogy going on like here's Here's Hyrule Warriors that gives you some of the background. Here's Breath of the Wild. And then to be released is Breath of the Wild 2. And yeah, it, I was like, <laughs> yes, let's do this. <laughs> Super excited about being back in that world. Yeah. What about yourself? Yeah, unfortunately for me, because I wasn't super into Breath of the Wild and... I mean, I I respect the Legend of Zelda series, but it's never really been one that's my favorite. I didn't really like any of the newer ones that came out. The last one I did was Twilight Princess. Before that, it was A Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. You know. And Twilight. Wow. Yeah. And Twilight. <laughs> and Twilight. <laughs> and Twilight Princess. That, that game was met with a lot of hostility. Like, I thought it was a good game. I really enjoyed it. But I know a lot of people who really were like... This was one of the worst Zelda games ever made. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, <clears throat> you know, the chick that helps you, she's kind of obnoxious. 
okay, well, let's let's look back at Ocarina of Time. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, but that's kind of a staple. <laughs> that that's not out of the norm, no. really, because like, hey, listen, man, like, I swear to God, that still haunts my fucking nightmares. Listen, yeah, watch out, watch out, hey, <laughs> hey. But yeah, I like so, and be, like I've played some of the Dynasty Warrior stuff, but it's not really ever been kind of my forte. So I, full disclaimer up front, I did not play this, so I will be asking you a ton of questions about your experience with it um, oh and that's fine that's and fine. yeah that's just because you know this this game wasn't for me but that doesn't mean it's bad so why don't you go ahead and kind of hit him with the plot a little bit and then okay. we'll start talking about well, it. well I, I think first for those oh. who don't understand what a dynasty warriors game is good call so basically what you're doing is you play a single character fighting hordes of enemies so like by the time you hit the first one, you're you're fighting literally like battalions <laughs> of enemies. And they're in ranks and everything, and they're swarming you, and you're just devastating them with these mighty attacks mm -hmm. and killing hundreds of them. Like there is like a little KO meter that keeps track of how many enemies you have killed. And on average, I'm killing like three to four thousand yeah. of them a level. <laughs> um because that's that's the purpose of it and then you with a lot of the newer ones this one included you can upgrade your gear so one of the big things that we talked about during our breath of the wild podcast right mm -hmm. was your weapon breakage yeah well in this your weapons don't necessarily break but you do pick up a plethora of different types of weapons so you can pick up short swords and shields you can pick up spears you can pick up great swords and it changes with link as your character it changes your fighting style because the other part of it is you have a plethora of characters that you can play through and choose to play as during these levels as well and like by the time the game ends, if if you've gone through and you've done everything and all that, you get like eighteen different characters oh, wow, to play lot. through. It's it's quite a bit. Like characters that you meet in Breath of the Wild that you're just kind of like, oh, this guy's really ridiculous and funny. He's a playable character <laughs> in this now that has its own attack moves and everything like that. Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. But basically what it is is, so it starts off with the prophecy of Calamity Ganon coming, or basically Zelda and her team of researchers finding out that prophecy is coming, coming back, mm -hmm. right? So one of the first things they do is to dig up the Divine Beasts which are a huge part of the Breath of the Wild game, right? Like yeah. you go through, you free the four divine beasts, you find new champions for them, and they help you defeat Calamity Ganon. Well, that was the purpose, right? Was to unlock the divine beasts and then find the guardians for them, which is what you do. And you, you, they are the original four guardians, you know. Um, you have Mipha of the Zora, who pilots the elephant divine beast. You have Durok of the Goron, or Dar Dar Daruk? Daruk. Man, I hate his name. <laughs> um, of the Goron, he pilots like a gecko, you know, type divine beast. Okay, it makes sense. Um, you have Urbosa of the Gerudo. She pilots a camel divine beast. 
And then you have Ravelli of the Rito, which he's a bird-like person. He pilots the bird, mm -hmm. Divine Beast. And it's all about kind of like preparing for this battle with Calamity Ganon. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference. They've thrown a twist in it. There's this little guardian, little white guardian. He's way smaller than any of the other guardian beasts or anything like that. It's like he got thrown back in time. And Zelda comes across him and he ends up helping them out and everything. And so, like, it, it's very much that story of them just kind of getting prepared for this calamity, right? Like, mm -hmm. Zelda has to un unlock her hidden power from her princess bloodline, right, that she's supposed to have. She's supposed to have the power of the Triforce. Yeah. And she's trying to unlock it and she starts trying to unlock it through knowledge of the guardians and the events of the past. But her father, the King is kind of getting frustrated because he's <clears throat> like, Hey, this is coming. This is coming. Your power's not unlocking. Stop fucking around with these guardians and do what it takes to unlock it. And of course, during those events, it comes out that link is the warrior that's foretold in the prophecy. Um, you end up in a part where you have to go to the Karok forest, which is where the master sword is hidden. Mm -hmm. And this battle starts ensuing and this bigger enemy makes himself known. He's basically like um, the prophet of Calamity Ganon. He's trying to make sure that Calamity Ganon actually gets released and freed got it yeah so he's like a sorcerer type deal and he makes an appearance and that's when you're able to draw the master sword and you start fighting him and he just kind of laughs and he's like this is all going to plan because <laughs> he himself can also see the future and knows what's supposed to happen and then Calamity Ganon starts to actually break free mm. and you're fleeing the castle with Zelda. The king decides to stay and fight. You believe he gets blown up by a bunch of the guardians because just like in Breath of the Wild, Calamity Ganon escapes. He takes over all of the guardians and he starts to possess the divine beasts. So... That's where this game takes a turn because in Breath of the Wild, once you free the Divine Beast, you kind of find a new guardian for it, mm -hmm. right? Well, in this one, you realize the divine, there's something wrong with the Divine Beasts. So there's a level where you're fighting through and you're trying to get to the Divine Beasts. And once you get through to them, you find out that there's a, a piece of Calamity Ganon, its own little creature, mm -hmm. that has possessed it and is fighting the Guardian that they have trapped inside of it. Uh, okay. And you aid in that fight. And during your aid in that fight, you find out the Guardian from the future has now come back into the past to help aid in that fight. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it, 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 there, there's some time travel in this a little bit because they just kind of like appear and you find out that little guardian that came back, mm -hmm. he's doing it. He pulled the champions from the future 
to come back and aid the champions of the past to try and actually defeat Calamity Ganon this time. Okay. Does that make sense? Well, it it makes sense from like a storytelling standpoint, but and I may just be jumping ahead here. Yeah. <clears throat> but if the guardians that you find for the divine beasts in Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. have gone back in time, mm-hmm. how do they not remember that in Breath of the Wild? Because now you've split the timelines. Okay, so we're going with that theory. That's the that's okay. Th- that's my assumption. Okay, least, right? <laughs> because think about it, right? Like, it, um, for those of you who have seen, you know, the Marvel movies, <laughs> right? If you remove something from the past, it changes the future. Right. Right. It causes a split in the timeline, and it runs parallel to your timeline, but now it's different. Mm-hmm. So in Breath of the Wild. Those four champions, the old champions, are supposed to die in their divine beasts. Mm -hmm. Ganon takes them over, traps them, and kills them. Now, you've saved their lives and freed the divine beasts. You've completely altered the future. Okay. You know? Okay. So whether they are there or not, the future's already altered. Because those divine beasts didn't don't remain under the control of Calamity Ganon. Right. So in this timeline, Breath of the Wild like never happens. Basically. Okay. Like okay. It, it it would there's no way that it could. Right. Because the reason why Breath of the Wild happens is because in Breath of the Wild the champions fail. Mm-hmm. The divine beasts fail. Link ends up with a a grievous wound Mm. and Zelda's only course is to lock him away in one of the temples and basically like cryostasis. Yeah. The temple of time type deal. Yeah. Yeah. And from that, right. He then's able to heal his wounds and he wakes up a hundred years later. Like what the fuck happened? And Zelda is using her, divine powers which just like in breath of the wild they awaken once calamity ganon awakens Mm. she her innate powers come out which makes sense to me you know like why would they make themselves known before the danger that's actually presented itself yeah you know what i mean like once the danger's there then yeah fuck yeah we need to activate we need to fend off this this villain and that's kind of what happens. As soon as he comes up, she, boom, her powers are right there. Yeah. Done. And, uh, but yeah, so like you free the divine beasts and now the future has changed okay. because history is different. Got it. Right. And so then you start like rallying up your forces, right? You mm-hmm. find out the king is alive there was a little trinket that he took from Zelda that was a memento of her and her mother's time together that really made her obsessed with the guardians mm-hmm. and the, the the ancient technology that made them. He took that from her. And because of that trinket, when the guardians attacked him, it enacted a shield around him that basically blew up the guardians but kept him alive and he was able to escape. So he's alive. Yet another change in the future. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, Sheikah 
the it, I th- they're the Yega clan, mm-hmm. right? They were on the side of this dark sorcerer. And then the dark sorcerer basically kind of like does what dark sorcerers do and tries to backstab him and betray him and be like, you're not needed anymore. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, they're like, well, fuck you. We're out of here. And they defect and join up with Zelda. So now you literally have a united kingdom of Hyrule fighting against Calamity Ganon, which is not what happened in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So I'm like, this is this is cool because I'm not just playing through the same storyline. They actually made a twist and made it more interesting to where if I gathered all of the information in Breath of the Wild, it doesn't play out exactly the same. So Mm -hmm. like the first half of the game is exactly what you learn about in Breath of the Wild, which is fun. The gameplay is fun. Fighting these mass enemies is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and all that it's, it's super fun. But then the second half of the game is the alternative future. Okay. Yeah. Right. Of now we have the guardians from the future coming back. They're teaming up with us. We have all these people teamed up, all these really high powerful things. And now we make our attack on Hyrule castle and we end up fighting Astor, which is the name of the like, evil sorcerer Mm -hmm. right and calamity ganon and like it 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 basically you just it's a big battle against ganon you know like in every zelda game there's that big (laughs) final battle against ganon and now you have all your allies and you fight him off and you kill him and it basically ends with the future heroes returning to their timeline while Link and Zelda and the remaining heroes, their allies from that timeline, from that, you know, where they're supposed to be, are looking out over a peaceful Hyrule, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of a nice ending. Like, it's really cool. But the big benefits about this game were the gameplay itself, man. Like, this game... yeah. There's a lot to it. There's a lot. Like every you have your main storyline missions, mm-hmm. right? And then every character has their own training missions to help power up that character. Okay. And with 18 playable characters, and what I mean like so you remember the the guy who wanted the Kurok seeds, that little tree with the Oh yeah. the fucking shakers? Yes. He's a playable character. You can fight with him. He is ridiculous. But it is funny as fuck to fight with him. Does he use his maracas as weapons? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And you get, like, different versions of the maracas to make them more powerful and stuff like that, too. All right, that's fun. Yeah. Um, The king is a playable character. Of course, the four guardians, Zelda, Link, are playable characters. The four new champions not guardians sorry the four original and the four new ones those are all playable characters mm-hmm. the great fairy fountain that those crazy ladies they're playable characters Nuh-uh. they're one character it's just like a great fairy fountain and like they pop up from it and do attacks and stuff like that that's you ridiculous can change them out to the different of the four <laughs> it's 
It's fucking great. <laughs> um, you know those little temples that you would do? Yeah, the shrines. The little shrines. Yeah. yeah, you know how like at the end of every shrine you had like that really old monk wearing that weird hat type deal? Yeah, the weird mummy looking guys. Yeah. Their ultimate... <laughs> you know monkness or whatever he's a playable character you have to unlock him by fighting through a couple of the different shrines that's and... ridiculous oh yeah no but it's great dude <laughs> it's so much fun um because the, like it gives you like in a lot of the dynasty warrior games if you played a certain character you only leveled up that character mm -hmm. well this one has like a training camp so you can spend rubies to just train them okay right okay and build them up to whatever the max level is of your highest character okay so you basically if you like i played link i mainly played link let's be real here yeah. like he's he's the badass he's the he's, he's the protagonist yeah he's the guy he's the guy <laughs> um but there would be times where I would go into this mission, the side mission, it would be like, hey, you need this character, you know, Mifa at level 42 is your recommendation for this character for this level. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe the last time I played Mifa, she was 27. So then I would go to the training camp, bump her up to level, you know, 56, which is what I had Link at and run through the level so it forced so it's some of the missions it forces you to play a certain character yes okay. because like those individual training missions mm -hmm. you have to train as that as character that it's trying to teach you realistically how to play that character okay but it gives you additional things like an additional special attack or an additional special attack gauge or additional hearts or like at the end of the training it does make that character stronger so it's worth doing it oh yeah 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 and then there's like the ridiculousness of you can cook food <clears throat> so before you go into a mission you cook certain foods and then it gives you certain perks like hey this gives you 20 percent more rubies found in this level or this adds three hearts to your characters for this level or stuff like that but you have to unlock the recipes. So it definitely makes cooking easier. Yeah. Well, <laughs> about time. So is it is it like open world or is it hub based? It's hub based. Okay. It's hub based. So basically you know those um towers, the Sheikah towers. Yeah, that, that kind of were all around the world. Mm -hmm. You are sitting at one that's basically in the central of Hyrule. Um and it spans out to the high Hyrule map and it shows you all these little points on it that you go and you can go and not all of them are missions. Some of them are like spend 4,000 rubies, give us these certain number of these certain items. Okay. Right. And it unlocks this. It'll unlock a new recipe. It unlocks your ability to do this. It unlocks, you know, th there's a whole bunch of slew of unlocks. Mm -hmm. Like it'll give every character two hearts. Or it'll give every character the ability to do this. That's cool. And, and stuff like that. So it is hub-based. And these missions you can replay through over and over and over and over and over again to get those resources to do it. So there is... Because, like, in the beginning, the grind factor mm -hmm. isn't that bad. Like, as you just naturally play through the game and you're kind of playing through every character's little side missions and all these other little missions. Because every time you complete a main chapter, more side stuff pops up. So it's not like 
all available to you all at once right you have to like you complete the first mission and then like two or three side missions pop up with it you complete the second mission and two or three more pop up with that one and as you go along just more and more pop up but they're kind of like always there Mm -hmm. and if you just you play the first mission and then you play through the two or three side missions and you unlock all of the little extra shit that kind of pop up with it. And then you play through the second mission and you do all of that stuff. You can keep doing that for quite a while. I think it wasn't until like main mission of like 14 where I finally went, fuck, I got to grind. Like I actually have to go back and play through this other level again to get more of this resource which you would need to level up your character or unlock or unlock this, a weapon or, or yeah. something yeah yeah and so like the grind factor is not that bad That's but good. once you hit the grind factor then it can get pretty bad oh yeah then it's like fuck now i'm grinding all the time because there are certain items that are rare drops mm. and you need like 10 of them uh, okay so you would have to play through this level potentially 10 or 12 times to get all 10 of that item mm. and it's not bad when it's like the short individual missions because once you play through any mission that requires you to play through as the character of this okay once you play through it once you can play through that mission as any character all right so now how long are the missions though on on average the big story missions no these like side ones oh, that you'd have to like ones? grind 15 20 25 minutes depending on how much it, like if you just run straight through the goals you could probably complete it in like 10 missions okay. you go through and you clear out everything it could take a half an hour okay so it kind of depends on how you run through it and what you want to do and where your where your enjoyment out of the game you get from right like mm-hmm. but yeah so they, they can be really short really really short because there's a lot where you can just be like oh look at this horde of enemies i'm just gonna run through them because <laughs> they can't really hit me i'm running you know mm-hmm. and you might get hit like once and for like a little half health or whatever and you're just like fuck you ah, and you keep running through and you get hit your next mission point or you know checkpoint mm-hmm. do whatever you need to there and then run to the next one do whatever you need to there run to the last one boom you're done 10 minutes not too bad. Okay. But if you like spend the time to clear out the enemies and kind of search the area, because in the levels themselves, there's the Kuroke seeds. Mm. That's how you get Kuroke seeds, which they're the, that tree dude, mm. you use those to level him up. Okay. <laughs> so like that can get a little annoying because then you're like replaying through levels to find all the Kuroke seeds in it and shit. And do they have a, like counters? Like, do they have, you know, like a list, like, you know, you can look at a mission and say, oh, there's three Kurok seeds in this mission. And eventually I found- you unlock that. OK, so not right off the bat. Eventually you unlock the abilities to once you kind of scan over the mission, it will show you, hey, this mission has 10 Kurok seeds. You found three of them. Got it. This mission has four chests. You've unlocked all four of them. OK, type deal. So at least it has that to kind of help you maintain- later on in the game. Yeah. You can be like, OK, yeah, no, I need to play through this mission to get all of the Kurok seeds that I missed. And yeah. And again, that's a kind of all. They timed it really well in yeah. my mind because it gets to that point where it's like, oh, fuck, I'm out of this, the natural Kurok seeds that I found as I was running through these missions. Now I need more. 
well, it just so happened that I unlocked this. Nice. So now that helps. Like it, and it could just be the way that I play the game that mm-hmm. it ended up perfectly timed like that. You know what I mean? Yes. But yeah, it, I thought it was done really, really well. It's done in the graphics of Breath of the Wild, which I greatly enjoyed. I loved how beautiful that game was. Oh, for everything bad I said about that game, it was very pretty. Yeah. And this just, this was more of it. And like it still retains some of that silliness. Like Link can ta- can change through his outfits. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I hate about it is in Breath of the Wild, your outfits actually give you stat bonuses. Right. Right. Yeah. There's so like, like there's I had like one outfit that helped me climb better, give me more stamina. Yeah, and you had or slowed the stamina consumption. Yeah. While was, climbing. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. And then you have like that big armory am or uh, armor. That would like you could go up to Mount Doom mm. because it like withstood heat better. Yeah. Right. Like I kind of still wish they would have kept with the colored tunics, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but in this one, it doesn't it doesn't seem to make a difference. That. It's yeah. like more cosmetic than anything. It else. is. It is. So like there's there you know you get from the zora people that little outfit that helps you swim faster in water yeah right well you're not really swimming anywhere in this one so like it doesn't do anything but maybe give me a better a different stat bonus like i still have stamina i still have um health Mm -hmm. right and then i have a specialty gauge you could have like perked it up somehow yeah i mean but literally it just feels cosmetic yeah which kind of sucks the only benefits you get are from your weapons okay so your weapons have stat bonuses to them and like you have to it's very much the the to level up your weapon you sacrifice other weapons Oh, okay. You, you know what kind of game mecha- mechanic I'm talking about there? Yeah, I know. Uh, like, Destiny was really big on it. If you yeah. want to upgrade something, you need, like, three ver- three lower rarity versions of that one to upgrade the bigger one or whatever. Yeah, and this one, it didn't matter what version it was. Like, if I'm upgrading the Master Sword, I could sacrifice sword, shield, sword and shield, spears, or great swords. I but but I basically had to sacrifice other weapons, which gave me a certain amount of experience for that weapon mm-hmm. and, you know, cost me 1500 rubies. Jeez. And then as you got higher in the levels, it cost more in rubies and took a lot more weapons to do. Mm-hmm. But in that you could unlock, um, more rune slots for the weapon. Okay. And I fucked up in the beginning because they don't make this really clear. So, like, every five levels, you get a new rune slot in the weapon. Mm -hmm. Max level is 20, and then eventually you get the ability later on for the blacksmith to increase the max level to 25. So, um, with that, right, like, you start off with one rune slot, and then at level five, you have two... 10 you have three you know Mm -hmm. type deal and the first weapon that you put in if if it hits that level five that first weapon whatever rune is in that first weapon that you selected is the rune that's going to be attached to your weapon oh wait what (laughs) so in merging weapons right 
I select the master sword. Right. That's the sword I want to level up. I have then this 20 other weapons in that I have collected mm-hmm. that I'm going to then start using to sacrifice. So right. I start going one, two, three, four, five. I could select a max at five at a time. Okay. Going from level one to level five was basically those first five weapons. Oh, okay. So it's going to give me two runes. My initial one rune slot that's opened already as the sword is. Mm-hmm. And then a second rune slot that opens at level five. Mm-hmm. So the runes that are on the first and second sword that I selected. Oh. Those become the runes attached to my master sword. Can you remove the runes? Not necessarily at the beginning. It takes quite a ways way into the game to unlock the ability to remove runes. Do the runes get replaced? So like if I have the master sword and I have two runes in it, and then later on when I'm trying to level it from level 10 to level 11, and I use a sword that has a rune in it yeah does that rune now go on my master sword or does if it... i have an empty slot but if not it just goes away it just goes away that's obnoxious it is yeah <laughs> and it it is because the runes like there's different rune types mm-hmm. like they're different shapes and if you match the shape you get bonuses for every shape that's common on that sword okay so if you fuck up like i did <laughs> you don't get any bonuses <laughs> that's dumb oh dude it was it was so frustrating because i was like fuck no i don't i don't want this yeah well i was gonna say what do the runes do like what some of them do there's one that adds damage Mm -hmm. there's one that increases range okay there's ones that do vampiric damage which is really nice yeah um there's ones that do elemental damage there's ones that increase defense like Kind of like your base game rune set, right? Okay, like yeah. add plus four to attack, add four percent to reach, add four percent to damage, do three percent fire damage, okay, or yeah. more damage to fire elementals or you know fire based creatures. Um, add or like increase defense, decrease attack. Like there's. Pl- positive and negative rune which mm-hmm. was really confusing because i was like why would you ever throw on a negative rune so you have something that's like like do two percent less damage kind of rune yeah does it give you a buff anywhere else no that's weird not that i can tell huh. and like it is weird and um I, maybe I was reading it wrong or something like that, but that's what it seemed like to me was stuff like that was like inc- decrease your defense. And I could see that if like, I want a more challenging game, Yeah, you know, like, but otherwise no. Yeah. It just, for someone like me who I have like a very specific play style that I like to play in games like this, like I am like, I want to do vampire like vampiric damage yep. and I want to either be able to do some sort of like damage over time or just do more damage period. So, and that's where they kind of did, they did this like almost wisely, right? The increase in damage is a different rune shape mm-hmm. than the vampiric damage. So you can throw both of those runes on your sword 
but you're not going to get the additional like percentage buff for having two runes that match. Right. Like if you put on two that are increased in damage because they are the same st- type of rune, the yeah. same shape, then you're going to. So if both of them were like plus 4% to damage mm-hmm. and you throw them both on there, they would both become plus 6% in damage. Right. Because they match. Because they match. But if. If I wanted that from the beginning, I would have to plan how I upgrade my sword to make sure that knowing yeah. that's how it was going to be. Because in the beginning, when I like built out the master sword, I was like, oh, man, I fucked this up. Yeah. Like, I've made this sword way weaker than the, what it potentially could be. Oh, yeah. And luckily, I got to the point where they're like one of these little things popped up and I scanned over like, oh, this is a new new thing to unlock and it was like unlock the ability to remove runes and i was like fuck yeah <laughs> trust me i would have been done the same thing the second that became available I'd be oh, like, yeah. yes please yeah and it like and they did it wisely so you could remove all the runes or just one rune now when you remove them are they destroyed yes see that's dumb so you have to find another weapon mm. with the runes that you want and then basically merge and then basically merge it with your sword to have that rune attached. Yeah, like if I had a sword that had plus five percent to elementals and plus five percent to my defense, but what I want is vampire and just increase in damage. Yeah. I have to wait until I can remove the runes in the current sword that I'm using and want to continue to use while hanging on to these weapons because I'm like, these are the weapons with the runes that I want. Yeah. Remove them, then upgrade my sword. Oh, it can become a giant pain in the ass it's, because that's exactly it. That's and let's say you find a sword that has two runes in it, mm-hmm. right? The first rune in the slot is plus four to damage. But the second rune in the slot is the, like, it's a rune plus plus, mm-hmm. which is the, like, the best type of rune that you can get. Mm-hmm. So instead of it just doing, like, a plus four in damage, automatically that's a plus ten in damage. Okay, It's the same rune as the one before it, but because of the plus plus, it's already way stronger. Yeah, it's just a, a spare rune to have to increase the effect of the runes that's similar to it in the weapon. No, it, it's its own standalone rune. Yes, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you have three slots. You've got uh, you've got vampire damage, plus four percent damage, and then a plus plus, and that plus plus is the same shape as the yeah, but damage it, increase. and it's its own rune. So if you want the plus plus, you would have to remove the vampiric. Mm. You would have to remove the plus floor, four, and then merge the weapon with the weapon you want to use so that you can get the rune that is the attack plus plus. Oh, that's so obnoxious feeling. Like, it is, oh, dude. And it hurts it, my brain because again, it's resources. It requires rubies. Yeah. It requires iron or some sort of gemstone and some sort of monster parts. Which, granted. Monster parts are not hard to find. <laughs> you're killing thousands of monsters. Yeah. You're getting thousands <laughs> of monster parts. But still, it's just kind of like, this is fucking annoying. Yeah, like that could have been thought out better. Like you, you select the room yeah. that you want transferred over or whatever. But now I'm playing this whole fucking dance game. Mm-hmm. And, like, and then it's... Well, I might as well keep the runes that I have on this this sword until I find the runes that I want and then remove the rune and add it because at least it's still adding something to the sword instead of 
nothing. So let me just hypothetical question. Yeah. You have the master sword. Yes. It has three slots. Yes. You ha- currently have vampire damage and increased to overall da- or va- vampiric damage and increased to damage percent. Yeah. And then an empty one. Yes. Okay. You now have a, in your inventory, you have a broadsword. Yes. That broadsword has two runes in it. Yes. One is an increase in damage and one is an increase in finding rupees. Yes. If you take the broadsword and merge it into the master sword, which of the two go into the empty slot? Which one's first? Okay. <laughs> the first one of the uh, of it. Yeah, so, it's always the first one of the weapon. So if I want the second rune, I have to remove the first one. So you have to remove the first one. So now you have the broadsword with an empty slot and then the increased chance of finding rupees. Then you merge it into your master sword and it brings that over. Brings the rune of increasing matching rupees. Oh, yeah. That's that's so convoluted. And it gets more difficult when you're leveling up the sword. So at max level, when you remove a rune, mm-hmm. whatever the first rune is that you reintroduce to it when you merge, that's the rune that's going to go into that slot. It doesn't matter. You have all the slots unlocked. The swords at max but as you're leveling it like and you're just dumping in weapons to just because that increases the power of the weapon oh yeah leveling it up you'll you then like oh i hit level five now i've got another rune slot i don't want that fucking rune so now i've got to go through the swords and play this game of okay well i need to select this sword first and then i can select all these other ones and oh fuck, that doesn't necessarily get me to level yet. No. So now I've got it. I'll merge three swords that almost get me to level five, right? Mm-hmm. Then I'll select this sword and one other one that will put me over level five, and now I'll get the rune that I want. It's a dance. It's yeah, it's and like, it's an annoying one at yeah, that. I was say, it's like <laughs> nobody sat there and went, "Hey, maybe we could do this a better way." It's just that they went, hey, this would be kind of fun and like a little extra challenging for players. But like, why have that that struggle in there? Yeah, which is really confusing to me, because if you look at the developer of it, Mm. this is what they develop. Yeah. (laughs) The Warriors games are there like bread and butter. Mm -hmm. And they've been, as I said, they've been doing it since the PS2 and like it's crazy on how much is still kind of like this sucks (laughs) (laughs) um like don't get me wrong i loved it it was super fun there were just those nitpicky little things of like this is kind of a pain in the ass Mm -hmm. and then eventually you do get tired of like there's the um oh god i forget the name of them right now but they're like half lion half horse oh i know what you're talking creatures. about creatures yeah. yeah um you need parts from them well they're one of the more difficult enemies in this game they're mm. they're considered like boss level enemies and so like there's one where you've got to get like 10 of their horns mm. well to do that i've got to fight it 10 freaking times mm. And so, like, the grinding does get a little kind of like, this is, this is annoying. Mm -hmm. And then it's like the, you just, you just keep killing it, killing it, killing Mm -hmm. it, and killing it. And then you do it, and then you're like, oh, wait, now I have this other little thing over here that also requires 10 of these things. Um. Yeah. So, like, 
I just grinded to complete this little unlock to get 10 of them. Now I've got to kill him 10 more times to grind enough to get this little <laughs> unlock. And you can have four or five of those unlocks after one level that all require that monster part. Oh, uh-huh. that's obnoxious. It is. It is. Because then it makes it like the grinding kind of like. Well, this isn't fun. I got to a point. Well, okay, so you know, I play all the games on the hardest difficulty. Yes. Like I just, I just. That's, do. that's just your prerogative. Yeah. When I had to replay to grind, I would literally drop it down to the easiest <laughs> difficulty because then I could just go boop 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 boop, yeah. boop 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 boop. Okay, I'm done. I got all of it. Like, let's fucking do this. Let's move on. I'd have to bump it back up to the the hardest difficulty or remember to. Mm. There was one time where I'm running through this main storyline level. I'm like, man, this is fucking cake. <laughs> what the hell is going on right now? And then I beat it and I looked at it and I realized I played through it on very easy. So then because. <laughs> I wanted to complete it right. Yeah. I bumped it back up to very hard and played through it again. And I was like, wow, nope, that uh, that's a change. Huge difference. <laughs> but I just got to the point where I got so tired of running through the grind mm-hmm. that I did everything I could to make the grind as easy as possible. Yeah. It's so funny too, because so I just recently completed cyberpunk i yeah i got through i completed the main story um and i put about 100 hours into it and i got done with it and i was like i kind of want to play something that's like super chill and super relaxed and kind of short just something that i don't really have to worry about so i started playing this game called spirit fairer i've heard of that it's on the xbox it's on the game pass if you have that i recommend you you go check it out it's just fun quick nice little you know 20 hour game it's got some fun stuff to chew on um but unlike like you want to talk about diametrically opposed situations. Yeah. So in that game, you get to a point where they're like, hey, you need to drive your boat into this area and you need to catch fireflies so you can plant fire seeds so you can get collect the fire seeds um, from the plant and then use them to upgrade stuff. Yeah. So I went through and I had like 10, 10 seeds that I could plant. And I went, oh, well, I better do them all because I don't know what I'm going to need them all for. Yeah. So I went and I got him and, you, you know, you get, you know, like one seed produces a lot of times produces multiple items. Right. You plant one carrot seed, you get like three or four carrots out of it. Yeah. Um, there is some stuff like lettuce and cabbage where you plant one lettuce seed and then you get one thing of lettuce. But anyway, I digress. So I planted all these fire seeds and I had all these fire seeds. I only needed them to upgrade the one thing. So now I'm sitting around with all these fire seeds for nothing else. And like, it's the, it's the opposite. It's like, there are like, have too much I have of too one much thing. of something yeah. of a crafting material because the game is like, this is important, but it's only important right now. Yeah. It's not like, you know, well, there, there is that though. <laughs> like, so you have the, the Mobin, right. Which are those little goblin looking. Oh yes. Yes. Things yes. In it, right. You kill. Those are your main cannon fodder enemy mm-hmm. in this. You kill that that is your thousand kills <laughs> your 10 kills may be these other little bigger guys right, but those are the lion heads your your thousands of kills are these mobin well you get their guts mm. right i have like 80,000 <laughs> of these mobin guts because they're not in the beginning yeah you use them to unlock this and you use them to unlock this but you were getting so uh, so much of them you never ever came close to um like 
how many like you play through a level you get four thousand mobin guts you would only need like a couple hundred yeah. to unlock all of the little special things right yeah like you never came anywhere close to running out of them because you were killing far more than what you needed mm-hmm. now i don't use them at all in any of my upgrades and i just still collecting them can you sell them you can, but they only sell for like two rubies each. Oh. So I do every once in a while, like I'll purge and I have, <laughs> I always have this mentality of like, well, maybe there's that one thing. No. Oh. There's that one thing later on. So I'm going to keep like 20,000 yeah. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. So like I'll take my 80,000, sell off 60,000. I'll just keep 20,000 of them because you know, you, you never know hey, just in case it's, it's the gamer's mentality. I'm not going to use the BFG because I might need it later. I know. Yeah. And it, like there are times where we were, we were actually just talking about this cause I, I'm a gamer in all aspects, right. And mm. including tabletop games. Um, and me and my wife, we, we play D and D and in fifth edition, um, there's like enlightenment points right or in inspiration points or whatever mm. and they're basically doled out by the dm for whenever you do something creative right where the dm's like damn that was good <laughs> like i didn't think of that yeah right well i have um I- i'm dming this right and in the in the little campaign that we're playing there were these two children skeletons that they come across the spirits rise end up possessing the characters they're trying to get like the spirits out of them and nothing seems to be working like those those little children are like fuck you i'm here to stay i'm just hunkered in your soul you know and so like the way that they decide to finally like stop the possession is they buried the kids oh they they picked up the skeletons they went and they buried them and everything did like funeral things and everything like that and i was like yeah the kids you know you feel their spirit leave you they're at peace they're happy they thank you so much spirit i never thought about like having the spirits be like bury me motherfucker yeah you know and everything so i was like inspiration points all around yeah and like as we were leaving and driving home i was like you know, I, I'm not real. I know of these things, but I'm not real familiar what you can do with them. So she looked it up and she's like, oh, we can do it for advantages on this and that and other things. She's like, but I may hold on to mine for a while. Hmm. And I said, why? And she goes, well, because, you know, I never know when you're going to deal it out again. And I said, well, how many can you have? And she's like, well, I can only have the one. And I was like, well, I can never deal it out again if you never use it. Yeah. You know, and then I realized it's that gamer mentality of like, mm. I only have this. Yep. <laughs> this is it. And I like there may be something more important that I have to spin this on. So I'm I'm going to try and do it without it right now mm-hmm. when that could have made your battle like so much easier, so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just kind of funny how much that mentality is like in every aspect of your life mm-hmm. right like i realized the other night i was doing it with food i looked at it and i went man I, I really want chicken nuggets for lunch but we only have like enough for one serving of chicken nuggets <laughs> and maybe now's not the time right right now i want chicken nuggets but, but maybe, i don't need yeah, maybe chicken in nugget. two days i'm going to like need chicken nuggets yeah. <laughs> so and i don't want to waste my chicken nuggets right now and my We're wife getting... looks at me and goes 
we can just buy more fucking chicken nuggets. That's what I was just saying. <laughs> I was like, you forget that you're like, I'm a grown ass man in my mid thirties. If I want fucking chicken nuggets, I could just go get them if I don't have any here. <laughs> right? Like I was just like, oh yeah. <laughs> Like, why do I have this mentality of like, like, hold on to it? I we just did that with like Christmas candy. My yeah. my girlfriend was like, oh, "Hey, you haven't candy's the worst. You haven't for us. you haven't gotten into your Reese's Pieces candy cane yet? You know, like the big hollowed yeah, yeah. out candy cane full yeah, of Reese's yeah. Pieces." She's like, "You haven't dipped into that. Why not?" And I was like, "Cause it's my favorite. I'm saving it for last." And she was like, "Oh," and I'm like. It's been almost a month since Christmas. Why am I saving it? Like right? I should eat it now, and if I want more, I'll just go, go get more. Buy more. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, dude. So yeah, I back to the game. No, I understand. So like, it makes sense that like they're going to overload you on yeah. the little stuff. But, but like the major stuff, like your fire seat. Yeah, yeah. So far, there's nothing like that in this game where. You have to have this. And then there's a couple of things like so I think you brought it up or at least we we have discussed it at one point in time, whether it's been on the podcast or not. In Breath of the Wild, you have comets, you have fallen stars. Mm -hmm. And when they fall, they don't tell you where. No, they give you like a rough area. Like if you track it, you can see a rough area of like it fell in this direction. Yeah. And you just go forth and you just kind of kind of wander around until you stumble <laughs> upon it. Well, kind of the same thing here. There's there's items that when re require fallen stars mm. as upgrade. Ugh. But there's no definitive way on how to get them. It's not like, oh, if I play through this level, I'll get a fallen star. It's where the fuck do I get a fallen star? So like you you have to while you're trying to kill these thousands of enemies you have to also keep your eyes on the no, sky no no because oh. like they just they just kind of like appear <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it like I've never intentionally sought out a uh, fallen star you just come across it I just have it like I beat the level and it shows you everything that you picked up and boom fallen stars in there and I'm like. When the fuck that get there? <laughs> Where the fuck that come from? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just, what did I, did I run over it? And I'm trying to like, think back and I'm like, no, I don't, I don't remember running over it. I don't ever remember seeing a falling star. Like, boom. Right. It's you not, know? it's not like there's like a little crater with like a ye little yellow shimmery sprite no, or something no. that you have to f go get it. You just, at the it end, just, it's, it's like, it's just there. That's weird. Yeah, and like, but then there are pieces that you you need five fallen stars, and I only have three, mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, how the fuck do I get the other two? I don't even know how I got the three. <laughs> like, I don't like this. I don't like not know because they have a tracker mm -hmm. in it, so like, I can mark that that says, hey, I need these items. Okay, right, and then on the rest of the map, it makes beacons kind of pulse from the missions or whatever mm -hmm. where i can get that item oh okay when you're doing it for a shooting star or falling star there is no pulsing of any fucking mission oh so it is just legit random like it's legit random that's crazy or at least as far as i can tell i've never looked it up i don't yeah. i don't tend to do that kind of stuff but like yeah like no mission went yeah play me i'll give you a fallen star 
it was just kind of like empty across the board. And I was like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. Because then it's now I'm relying on random chance yeah. to be able to upgrade a piece of gear. Which is messed up. It was yeah. seriously messed up. I don't I don't personally like that mm. at all. I control my own destiny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mind grinding for stuff if you tell me where to grind it. But if you tell me that I'm going to randomly pick something up and just by replaying me. And I mean, maybe that's their goal is their goal is like, well, you're going to have to grind for this other stuff to upgrade your stuff anyway. You might as well just grind it and we'll randomly give you shooting star fragments because you're going to need those. But to not have a place where you like if it's a, if it's an item that you need are going to need to farm, why not make a place where you can farm it at least? Even if they only like, you know, it's like, hey, you run through this this one level. It's only 10 minutes. And at the end of it, even if you only get one, at least, you know, that you're like, OK, cool. I can replay this one. I can spend 30, 40 minutes, run through this level, grab a handful of stars that I need and yeah. then be done with it. Yeah. But to not have that like at that's, all, that's messed up at all. Yeah. And it's like it's it's a lot because you're upgrading everybody all 18 characters have upgrades. Yeah. All 18 characters have things that you have to unlock. All 18 characters have individual missions. So like it's a lot. There's a lot there. And you you can choose to do it all for all 18 characters or you can choose to just do the ones for the ones that you really like mm -hmm. cuz like don't get me wrong there are some characters that i preferred playing over others because the way they fought in on the map and everything i was like this is more effective like link is direct i have my sword i have my shield i slice and dice you the fuck up <laughs> right yeah where like um rito right he uses a bow and arrow uh-huh and like he has the option to like fly in the air and you can shoot down from above. Well, that's nice because he doesn't really get hit a whole lot mm -hmm. when he's just flying around up in the air, unless if you're fighting some of the bigger enemies, but at the same time, his attacks don't seem to be as effective, right? As potent one, the master sword of course is the strongest weapon in the game, Yeah, but there's a couple of them that you, they're, they're strong. You can get them to be really powerful weapons, and it still just kind of makes you feel like, I ain't doing shit, yeah. man. They're just like, did you shoot something at me? Was that, did that come out of a straw? Because, <laughs> like, fuck you. And that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. Where, like, if I would play Mifa, which is the Zora princess, right? Mm-hmm she could whoop some ass man like she her attacks felt like they did something and then on top of it her special attacks like her special moves once you you know filled up the gauge mm -hmm. you would hit a and it would unlock this like really powerful move it also healed her and yeah. healed her allies so like benefits <laughs> so there were definitely characters that i was like i prefer playing you over this other person mm. way more like you're easier to control you're easier to play it's it's more fun instead of some of these other ones like her brother who is the guardian from the future mm -hmm. like to get the most potential attack power out of him you do your melee combo and then you like have to you're doing your strong attack combo and then you have to hit like one of the bumpers 
and then he like shimmers and at that shimmer you have to hit a strong attack again and that like unleashes his full potential <laughs> like air quotes right full potential and it does it does a massive amount of damage then but if you don't do that he's weak as fuck huh all right and it's annoying it's <laughs> like now just you're big they're little you're tough they're weak like <laughs> beat the shit out of them yeah <laughs> why am i doing this you know yeah well, and then you have, like, the Goron characters, right? There's two of them that are Goron characters. Mm. And, like, these are the big, hulking, like, rock dudes, Yeah, they're, right? like, they're like guys made out of rock, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, just fucking muscle and everything. They they're live just, in volcanoes. Like, slamming on the ground and everything. And I'm like, you're just, you're, you're just, just causing, like, tiny tremors to mm. these people. They're just like, you're making this uncomfortable. <laughs> like, it, it, there are some of them where I'm like, this is not... So what you're saying is the scaling's a bit off. It's a, it's a little bit weird. <laughs> now, maybe if I played on normal mode, it would... Maybe feel better? It would level out a little bit more. Um, but yeah, if... Like, and just because you you were high level, mm -hmm. right? Like, I would take... I could take a level one person, level them up to 80, which I think is what I finished the game at with Link. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um... And he still be weak as fuck because his weapon only does 12 damage. Mm. So then I have to level up his weapon, which both of those costs a shit ton of money. Yeah. And like, even though Link may have 50 weapons that he's holding on to this character, I've only found 10 weapons for. Oh, so inventory is not shared between all the characters. No. Okay. And that affects the way you level up your weapons. Yeah. Because then when I select the weapon that I want to level up, I select from the other weapons of his type to level them up. So even though I have like Link, Mifa and her brother, I can't remember his name. They all use spears. They mm -hmm. can all use spears. But they have their own spear inventory. So it's not like spears shared amongst all three of them. Mm -hmm. Link has his own spears. Mifa has her own spears. He has his own spears. And when you go to level up, you're only choosing from their inventory. That's you obnoxious. You can't choose from other people's. So... If I only have 10 weapons for him, I may only be able to level his weapon up to, like, level 4. Yeah. Which now, instead of it only do doing 12 points of damage, it does, like, 22 points of damage. Which isn't really a whole lot when you're looking at any mission. Yeah. So then you end up playing, like, these beginner missions again, right at the very beginning of the game. Because they have the enemies that are gonna be the weakest against that level weapon mm. to hopefully be able to get you more weapons so that you can continue leveling them up so like the grinding aspect once it appears once it becomes a thing it becomes a huge thing yeah i mean that's what it, it sounds like the game loop is play missions until you can't play missions anymore go back and play older missions to grind them out to get the resources to level up the characters you want to level up but you can't forget to level up other people if you want to do their side stuff because i'm assuming that you don't actually have to like like you were saying the karoxid guy yeah i'm guessing that you don't have to level him up and you don't have to go through his side stuff to nope. finish the game nope so that's at least a choice but like you're saying, right, if you want to use two or three different people and you want to kind of keep them 
as high level as possible. Yeah. There's still quite a bit of grinding you have to do for well, each one of them. To a certain extent, right? So on a main storyline mission, it could say you get to choose your playable character. You can be Link or one of these other, we'll, we'll say, 15 guys. Mm. Because there's two other guys that are automatically a part of that mission. You can't change them. You can't choose to play them. They're automatically a part of that mission, mm-hmm. right? And then you go into the mission. Well, in the mission, any of the playable characters that I have selected, I can rotate through during the mission. Oh, okay. Which is really nice. So if I have like Link and Mifa, which were two of the people that I really liked, um, and it always cracks me up that Mifa has like a hard on for Link, <laughs> um, I could switch between them. And let's say Rito and um, Zelda were the two in the mission that were automatically selected for me. I may not be able to play them right away, but as soon as I hit like a story point in that mission Mm -hmm. where they become available, well, then I can select them as a third character. But it also comes to the point of if they die, my mission fails. So if they are weak in these higher up missions, it can cause an issue. Oh, so it kind of forces you to keep everybody leveled up. Pretty leveled up. uh, All right. So the game is... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The game is basically just saying, like, grind and grind a whole lot. It is a grind-heavy game. And the Dynasty Warrior games in general have always kind of been a grind-heavy game. God, I probably haven't... I have, um, I, pro- I don't but, like what I was saying is the first half of it, mm-hmm. not so grind heavy. So it starts off really kind of like, this is nice. I'm yeah. keeping everybody leveled. I'm keeping, this is, this is good. This is fun. And then like that second half, it's like, ha, ah, we're making up for the first half. Right. It's like, here's the breaks. <laughs> Cause I haven't played dynasty where I don't even think I've played a dynasty warriors this century. I think the last time I played one was either was I mean it was very easily the like late 90s late 90s yeah. possibly or possibly early 2000s but yeah. no promises. Yeah. And yeah, like I don't even remember them being that grindy. I just remember running around on a battlefield killing thousands of people. The big thing that I liked was having the horse. You rode around on the horse with like a spear and you would just swipe at them and they would just like fly away from your <laughs> horse like like it was just <sighs> like you know a ship cutting through water type deal it it was it i loved the games for various different reasons Mm -hmm. back then um they were very simple too you leveled up your character the character got stronger that was it like there was no like then they started introducing well like here's a plethora of different weapons for them and your weapons have strength and Mm -hmm. your weapons give you stats and that was fun. And oh, now we're going to make the weapons. You can you can make them stronger. And so it has been a slow development to this point. So all of this stuff that I'm talking about is not like brand new stuff that right. they're doing. It's it's stuff that you know they've done and they did even in the first Hyrule Warriors game, which um was like. I think their test into this franchise and it did to my understanding, it did actually do pretty well. Um, but this one definitely like took the cake as far as the Hyrule warriors, you know, because yeah. everybody was like this, this links to breath of the wild breath of the wild was huge. No, oh, yeah. It still is. Yeah, People fucking sure. love that game. Um, and even then something that we don't talk about, as often we started it but like if you look at the scores mm. they're high average you know metacritic 78 out of 100 
four players is 80 out of 100. Destructoid is 8.5 out of 10. EGM is four out of five stars. Eurogamer recommends it. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> um, Game Informer, 7.5 out of 10. GameSpot, 6, 6 out of 10. Game Radar, 4 out of 5 stars. So, like, none of them are saying, like, this game is amazing. Like, this is a, a huge player. It's all high averages, yeah. you know, throughout the board. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like GameSpot with its 6 out of 10 and The Guardian with 3 out of 5 stars look to be, like, the lowest. Yeah. Well, I find it funny. N- Nintendo Life and Nintendo World Reporter are 8 out of 10 and 8.5 out of 10 respectively like it, it's it's a nintendo game bro yeah. <laughs> like, and even nintendo's so you, like man it's man, mediocre it's all right it's all right <laughs> it's a little bit better than average yeah but that's it and but it is it's good it's fun um and it does fill in some of the backstory but then it also but it changes, changes it yeah it changes the epilogue part of yeah. it like you, you, well i liked that aspect because then it made it its own standalone game well because yeah. then it's like well i know eventually link's going to get fucked up and and put in here and now now you have a game that ends without victory mm. how many game how many games can you say you have ended that you've played where you have lost yeah like that's the end of the game done (laughs) you know what i mean oh yeah no there's they're out there there's a couple of them fallout's really good at it depending on what choices you make Mm -hmm. and what things that you do hey i blew up this town nuke town yeah yeah i'm dead (laughs) i'm dead that was that was roughly the end you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like there are games that do it not many no and well and that was my concern with this i was like why are they telling a pre like a, a prequel when we already know what's going to happen next which is why the whole time i was like you know the ending of the story but because you were saying that it's they actually technically diverge and do some alternate universe or you know yeah alternate All universe, stuff. universe yeah alternate timeline yeah. stuff it changes it up so it isn't like an original story it is so it is. like the first half of it is what you hear like oh my god the calamity's coming princess zelda fought real hard and failed mm. da, 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 da. and you see her like getting prepared and getting all stressed out as a teenage girl being like why aren't my powers coming <laughs> <laughs> and link stands there just kind of like i don't talk bitch yeah, i was gonna say I was like <laughs> link doesn't say anything <laughs> just kind of looks at her which i don't understand i mean let's just quick why, side note. why is link mute it, yeah it, they gave final fantasy characters voices at final fantasy 10 eventually why does why is link still a mute i don't know like why is it just know. part of his charm i think it's like yeah <laughs> like he's the strong silent type dude <laughs> with a with the long blonde hair and the just very expressive face i don't know I, I think it's weird. I don't even think it's that expressive. What baffles me is his companions, mm-hmm. right? So like that little robot, right? You find out that she's basically a childhood. It, it's basically a childhood friend of Zelda. She activated it shortly after her mom died and kind of then like her dad getting really pissed off about her more focused on the relics of the past and everything. Um, Take hit away from her mm-hmm. but she names it like Tara- Taraco Taraco okay right and it's not until like 
way later in the storyline that she realizes like oh my god this is my childhood friend i totally remember this thing like holy fuck my dad took it away from me no wonder he's helping us out he was my friend (laughs) and like but when you run through the map it doesn't follow zelda it follows link oh okay and even though it doesn't speak like english it just makes like it's like r2d2 where it's just a bunch of like whistles and and (laughs) sirens and stuff right yeah everybody understands it we're good like that (laughs) for some reason we we totally understand ancient technology but like he tends to speak for link a lot so it's like link in the the fairies you know the fairies speak for him yeah like defend him and tell everybody what he's thinking and i'm like bitch how do you know <laughs> like magic you he raised the one eyebrow and you're like he's pissed now <laughs> yeah or you, possibly confused honestly you, now i'm not so sure <laughs> you gone and done it <laughs> like no <laughs> fucking navvy <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, I, I've never understood it. Mm-hmm. I, I Because actually, like, Link to the Past, yeah, I don't think he's ever actually had dialogue in any game. To Yeah, to my knowledge, he has not, he's not spoken. Yeah. And I could be wrong. But like, like I, said, I was even thinking back in, like, the text-based games. Oh. Where there were, you know, there were no voice actors or anything, like Link to the Past and, and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any text options where like link has dialogue, you know? Yeah. It, you're not like just selecting something or something like that. So I don't know. I, I, it's always been a weird thing. And I'm like, dude, how are you going to tell these two girls, which one you're in love with? Like if Zelda's flirting with you and Mifa's flirting with you, like you're just going to point at one and be like, ha bitch. Like, you got yourself in a love triangle that is not not good. Yeah, I yeah I'm I, I yeah I'm looking it up. He never talks. Yeah. He has never talked yeah. in thirty some odd years. Yeah, and yeah, I don't. We're talking like ten generations of Link. Yeah, all mute. I'd hate to have that bloodline. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, and and even this would not work out very it well. He would be a terrible podcaster. And terrible, I, terrible podcaster. And I even and one of the articles I even saw, like the explanation they give, uh-huh. is that Zelda says no, Link doesn't talk because with so much going on, so much at stake, and so many people looking at him, he just decides to be the strong, silent type. Like legit was in a thing I just read. I'm like, okay, why not? <laughs> what yeah <laughs> all right all right whatever but yeah no I, I, I don't know man that that's where it's at like i would definitely play the game again yeah it, it's a fun game if you haven't played it picked it up especially if you liked breath of the wild um and if you didn't even like the zelda game if you like dynasty warriors it's fun in that aspect too like there's there's a lot of good stuff in it and the unique storyline definitely adds to it you're seeing kind of everything that went on a hundred years ago and then that nice little plot twist just kind of keeps you engaged you know because it was it was getting to that point where i was like oh well this game's almost over because you know calamity ganon makes an appearance and they're fleeing for their lives and you hear that the guardians are malfunctioning and the champions are trapped inside of Mm -hmm. them and i'm like this is all familiar (laughs) and uh 
But aside, aside from that, a little bit of a grinding issue. Yeah. Economy is a little off in yeah. what you get versus what you spend. Um, some things aren't clear, like where to find sh- shooting star fragments, yeah. fallen star fragments or whatever. There's a couple of different items yeah. that, I'm, that they're a little hard to come by, um, which can cause some issues. But overall, dude, overall, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Like... Yeah. I was kind of sad that you didn't like Breath of the Wild that much. I know. I'm sorry. But hey, don't be sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry. Everybody's got their own little thing, man. And I can totally see where you were coming from. But I, and again, I've been a Zelda fan from the get-go. Mm. I've been a Zelda fan from the get-go, mm-hmm. right? I've played the best and the worst of them. <laughs> so like in comparison to some of the Zelda games that I have played, this ain't so bad. Like it, it's really, really not. Um... So, yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess that'll do it for us. Don't forget, check us out on Podbean. Feel free to leave us a comment. If you are listening on Spotify, uh, we really appreciate you guys listening there. Don't forget, hit us up on our Facebook page. We are active. We will do our best to respond. And I guess if that's it, I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game game on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required for you in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from the tokens required.